Good evening. Welcome to Altoona Regular Baptist Church. This is our YouTube page. Uh, and this is our Sunday, March 29th. This is our evening service. And we've got Andrew and Rose Young joining us here this evening. Uh, and as we get started, Andrew, would you mind just maybe reading a passage of scripture that, that has been special to you or that, that means something to you? Absolutely. This is something I've actually been working on for school, but also working on uh, memorizing as well. It's Psalm 138. If you have your Bible, you're welcome to turn, join me as I read Psalm 138. It's Davidic, and it starts off by saying, <clears throat> I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your constant love and faithfulness. You've exalted your name and your promise above everything else. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased strength within me. All the kings on earth will give you thanks, Lord, when they hear what you have promised. They will sing of the Lord's ways, for the Lord's glory is great. The Lord is exalted. He takes note of the humble, but he knows the haughty from afar. If, though I walk in the thick of danger, you will preserve my life for, from the anger of my enemies. You will extend your hand. Your right hand will save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Lord, your steadfast love is eternal. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Thank you. We'll open with a word of prayer, and then we'll jump right into our interview this evening. Let's pray. Father, truly you are a great God, and your mercy never ends. And you do not abandon your works, but you are at work, even right now in this world, even in the, the chaos that seems to be swirling around, but you are still at work for your good. You have not abandoned your own, and you are a God uh, who is great and powerful. And you are accomplishing all things for our good and your glory. I pray that you give us faith to see that, to run to you, to rest in you, to find our hope in you and in you alone. Even this evening as we interact, as we fellowship, I pray that you would guide this conversation, that you would be lifted up, and you would be honored in all that we do. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we'll jump right into the interview here. And I just, let's start with maybe just an update. Um, it's been a couple weeks probably since many in the church have, have seen you, have interacted with you. Um, how has this COVID-19 coronavirus, how has it affected your life, school, work? Uh, how, how are things going? Uh, that's a good question. So for me, I work in a warehouse supplying grocery stores. Uh, work is chaotic. We're actually just beginning to now slow down. The main reason is because uh, the manufacturers that make products uh, can't produce fast enough to supply the warehouses. Uh, but as soon as they do, we'll receive a bunch of product and refill the orders from the stores in the area. Uh, so work's busy. Uh, school is now all online. Uh, I'm full-time in seminary uh, at Faith, and so uh, busy with homework and trying to keep up with that. Uh, but otherwise, it, life is going well. I stayed at home most of the time all the, anyway to prepare for church, uh, to get homework done, to spend time with Rose. And so uh, other, than, other than those two changes, it's going well. Um, and for me, it's affected my job pretty significantly. Um, I work at Faith Baptist Bible College in the student life department. 
So um, all the students are gone um, at this point. Uh, they were sent home uh, last week. Um, so campus is quite a bit emptier, um, and we do miss having our students on campus. Um, but thankfully, um, due to technology, we're still able to keep in touch with our students and um, check in on them. So um, I still have work for now. It just it looks kind of different than we used to. So building right off that question, how, how the virus has affected your lives, um, what is one specific passage or maybe just a general biblical truth, um, something that's been particularly, particularly encouraging to you all in this time? Um, I would say that I've been encouraged to remember that God takes care of his children. Um, and I, I think of Matthew 6, um, that reminds me not to worry about uh, what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear. Um, God takes care of even even nature, the birds and um, the flowers, um, and I can trust that He's gonna He's gonna meet my needs. It might not always look like what I wanted to, or um, He might not always give me what I think I need. Um, but I'm encouraged to remember that that God does take care of His children. Yeah, something uh, that has encouraged me is as we're as I'm in school studying through the book of Daniel in uh, one of my language classes, um, we're reminded of Daniel's visions and the prophecy that God has revealed to us through Daniel um, of what's coming in the future. The reminder therein that the world's getting worse, that things like this and others uh, can be expected in a sin-tainted world. Um, and it's a reminder that God kept his promise Back in Genesis 3, he cursed the world. Um, <clears throat> and we see the evidence of that now. But also, as Rose mentioned, the reminder of the comfort we have, knowing uh, God loves us, he takes care of us. Uh, this is not going to be like this for eternity. Um, and just, I've been comforted specifically in just the character of God himself. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to work on memorizing Psalm 138. We went through it recently in a module. Uh, that's, we went through Hebrew poetry, and Psalm 138 qualifies for that. Uh, the final verse uh, just reminded me of God's interaction with me personally. This I re recognize is not talking to me. It's David's experience, but it applies to me. As David says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Uh, God has a plan. And that's encouraging. Uh, and in that, he also says, Lord, your steadfast love is eternal. That word uh, in Hebrew is very difficult to translate. Uh, you could translate it multiple ways and be correct. Mercy, love, goodness, kindness. Um, it's all of those things in one word. And the psalmist is reminding himself, and in the focal point of this verse, saying, Lord, your Love, your steadfast love, your kindness, your goodness is forever. It's eternal. Please do not abandon the work of your hands. So the comfort knowing that God's character is not going to change, even though our lives have. Uh, and knowing he's going to take care of us. Amen. So obviously something that, that both of you touched on there is um, the, the hope that we have in Christ. And so I'd just like to... to um, Maybe hear each of your salvation testimonies. I think that's a good bridge over into that. You know, you have that hope. And, and why do you have that hope? Maybe share with us your salvation testimonies. 
Certainly. Uh, I have the tremendous privilege of growing up in a Christian home. My father is the uh, pastor of a, a church, um, so I had the benefit of hearing the gospel from a young age. And as a child, I recognized that I was a sinner. I didn't need much convincing of that. Uh, and I recognized also that by placing my trust in Christ as my Savior, I can be saved from my sin. Uh, I did that. I, was wanted, I wanted to be baptized to show that to my church and to others. Um, and then I grew older, and I recognized uh, living as a Christian is not easy. In fact, there were times I didn't want to. Um, but I know that Christ saved me uh, when I was younger because God loved me enough to not let me get away with sin. He loved me enough to purify me, as Peter says, as uh, one would purify gold to get rid of the dross, uh, so that I would become more pleasing to, uh, to him and more of an example of Christ to others as well. Um, so it's been a good process, a uh, refining process. Um, but it's comforting to remember that, although I can't really remember the experience I had of uh, the exact day or what exactly happened, um, in fact, all I really remember is keeping my eyes open under the water when I was baptized and how it stung. Uh, but other than that, uh, I don't remember much, but I'm comforted knowing that it's Christ who saves me, not my good memory, not anything that I can say or do. Um, and that's a tremendous amount of hope indeed. Um, for me, um, it's a pretty simple, simple story. I also grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents brought me to church regularly um, and, and taught me about the Lord. Um, and I also uh, chose to accept Christ um, when I was young. I also don't remember exactly when I made that choice, um, that decision for myself. Um, but I do look back at when I chose to be baptized. I was about seven or eight years old, um, and I wasn't trusting in my baptism to save me. Um, I was—I believed that Jesus Christ had died for my sins, and um, I was—I was resting in that, not in, not in my works. And um, so I kind of look back at that at that as a moment in time where I can uh, glimpse a little bit more of what I was thinking. So I'm also thankful for uh, the grace of God in my life and, and choosing to make me part of His family. So, Andrew, you, you've been attending Altoona Regular Baptist Church since uh, your undergrad days, correct? Yes, sir. Um, so maybe talk about that a little bit. What was it that led you to Altoona Regular Baptist Church? That's really a great question. Uh, I came to Iowa uh, residentially for the first time in my life uh, back in 2014. That's when I started college. Uh, and I, like most freshman college students, was looking around for a uh, home church. And there were many good options. We were blessed uh, living in the greater Des Moines area with the ability to choose a, a very good church. Um, and while there were many other good options, and still are, uh, one of the things that uh, the Lord used to direct me here um, was actually just seeing the lack of other college students, uh, specific also at the time, a lack of guys, and seeing, as a result, the opportunities to get involved and to serve uh, in that way at the time. And so uh, there were other things as well, but that was one of them. And I remember specifically even the Lord using uh, Brother Dan Prawl and his ministry at the nursing home to 
I say, hey, if you'd like an opportunity to interact with others, uh, to be an encouragement, here's an opportunity. Uh, I did that and I enjoyed it. And he taught me a lot through that. Uh, some things I'm still trying to implement today. Um, but yeah, seeing the opportunities uh, here to serve, uh, getting to know the people, uh, especially over time, was more comforting uh, and made it feel like home more and more. Uh, but now, yeah, it's been, what, six years since uh, I've been here, and it's been a, a true joy. That's awesome. I don't want to leave you out, Rose, but <laughs> you, you came near the end of your college career, right? Yes, sir. Um, and if I remember right, it was Andrew that brought you, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> you were attending another good church in the you area. Really and, <laughs> and we are thankful for that, for sure. <laughs> I'm thankful to be here. That's good. So, building right off that, um, tell us a little bit how you all met. Um, what we're glad you did. We're glad you're here today. So, how'd that happen? Sure. Well, we both uh, began attending Faith Baptist Bible College um, in Ankeny uh, the same year, um, and God really has a sense of humor. Maybe you could say. Um, our parents actually knew each other, even though I had grown up in Maine and Andrew had grown up in Nevada. So opposite ends of the U.S. Um, but our parents had known each other, but I don't know that we had ever met. Um, and we, we struck up a friendship. We were involved in um, some similar extracurricular activities at Faith and got to know each other through those avenues. Um, and over time, we eventually, eventually started dating our junior year. I liked him before that. Um, and eventually he got on board too. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to say any more? No, yeah, that's that's about it. Yep, we started dating. Uh, senior year, I decided, you know, I think it would be wise for me to snatch her up before someone else does. Uh, and I'm thankful I did. And I'm thankful she's uh, <laughs> delusioned enough to stay with me all, uh, then and up till now. But it's been good. We're we're very thankful and Lord willing, we anticipate celebrating two years of marriage this July. Well, I know we, we Altoona Regular Baptist Church, we're thankful the Lord led you all together and then led you here. You, you've been a big encouragement uh, to us. So you all recently returned uh, from a trip with several other uh, members of Altoona Regular Baptist Church. You were over there all together on the same trip with Faith to Israel. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Maybe tell us what were some of the, the things that, that stood out, your favorite places to go, uh, just in general. How was that trip? Yeah, it was, a, first off, a tremendous blessing. The Lord used it in both of our lives uh, in multiple ways, uh, spiritually, uh, experientially, just seeing the places as well, uh, personally, uh, as we related and got to know other people as well. Um, but an overview, we uh, flew from the United States uh, into Jordan, Amman, Jordan, uh, from man's point of view, at just the convenient amount of time before Israel closed its doors and we're in the current state of affairs that we're in now. Um, so we're thankful that the Lord allowed that whole uh, progression of things to delay, uh, to allow us to go. We recognize he uh, probably didn't do it just so that we could go, but we're thankful that it worked out that way. Um, but we flew into Amman, Jordan, we spent a, a few days there. Uh, Present-day Jordan is where uh, Pastor Josh uh, walked us through recently of where some of the tribes of Israel uh, settled across the Jordan. And so uh, we went there, saw some different places. Um, 
uh, archaeological places uh, primarily, and then came over the Jordan River into Israel, and spent the remaining uh, nine to ten days uh, there. Started off uh, south, coming over Jordan, we crossed into the West Bank, and due to Israel's current political situation, uh, a lot of uh, armored guards um, and a lot of questions. Um, appropriately and understandably so, but we got through that. We, the West Bank is Palestinian c controlled. Uh, we got into then Israel proper, uh, went to the uh, Mediterranean Sea, headed up north to Galilee, spent some time there, came back south to Jerusalem, and then flew out of Tel Aviv uh, February 26th to come back home. I think a couple of places that I really enjoyed visiting. Um, Actually, I remember my first maybe wow moment, you could say, on the trip. Uh, we were in Jordan, and uh, we stopped at the Jabbok or Yabuk River, um, where um, Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. Jacob um, wrestled with the angel of the Lord um, and just kind of saw that area and was just like, wow, this is where that happened. Um, kind of crazy to, to be there and be able to see that area. Um, but then I also enjoyed being able to um, go to the north of Israel to Dan um, and uh, see see some of the scenery up there, and also hear some of the history actually of how um, God provided for for Israel even if it, even in its modern state today, and how He provided um, for them to have a, a significant water source um, even before they became an established country as they are now. So. Um, just need to, to realize how the Lord has, has still been taking care of Israel. Um, and then also um, being able to go to see the Valley of Jezreel, where the Battle of Armageddon will take place. Um, and cool to think about um, the future that will happen and, um, and even the hope that we have as believers. Um, we're not going to be uh, part of this sin-cursed earth forever. Um, we, we have a hope uh, for the future and just, just need to to be there and to, uh, to realize that. So those are some things that, that stood out to me. Yeah. One other thing that uh, came as a result of the trip, uh, on our flight back uh, from Tel Aviv to the United States, I had the opportunity to sit by a businessman who had flown out to Frankfurt, Germany, it's where we flew through to get back to Chicago. Uh, his uh, business meeting was canceled because of the virus. Uh, becoming more of a problem. So on Wednesday, he joined us back uh, on the flight home. I got to sit by him, and we had a really engaging conversation. Uh, I think we talked for over two hours uh, around then and was able to share the gospel with him. Uh, he, uh, he got it. it, would, it that's not to say he received Christ as a Savior, but he understood uh, the difference between Catholic teaching, Catholic theology, which is what he was familiar with, um, and the gospel uh, from the Bible. And he said, I'll have to think about that. I have his number, and I'm thankful to uh, try and connect with him again uh, over that. Just being encouraged from a reminder of something Ron Harris uh, mentioned last week. Of just, It's exciting to remember that God's still in the business of saving souls, uh, and to be used by God in that opportunity to try and be a light uh, to this individual. Yeah. Amen. It's a challenge to all of us, even in the normal routine of life, to, to notice those around us, even sitting next to you on a plane, um, take opportunities to share the gospel, um, 
be bold enough to take those opportunities when the Lord gives them to us. So that's awesome. So as many of you know, several months ago, Andrew and Rose uh, were, were willing to, to step in and to start uh, running and serving with the youth ministry. Um, so maybe just talk about that a little bit. Um, how, how's it going down there? I know it's probably been a little bit of a transition, um, but how's it going? That's a great question. You, you may have to ask the individuals involved <laughs> <laughs> in youth group to get a more well-rounded answer. Uh, from our perspective, we think it's going well. There's always areas, I think, that you'll recognize that we'd like to improve. Uh, areas where I'm, I recognize, oh, we sh should be praying more. Or, oh, we should be uh, trying to get out and serve people in the church more. Oh, we should be uh, trying to sing more, or this or that. Uh, but in part, I'm thankful for the time that we've had. Uh, as the Lord leads, I'm looking forward to interacting again sometime. Um, and trying to highlight one specific thing of remembering to love God with all of our hearts. We've tried to do that and observe that in different ways. Um, but it's an encouraging reminder for me, and I think can be helpful uh, for all of us, perhaps even to remember that is the one thing God wanted his people to remember. Uh, above all others, he repeated that, Christ repeated that in the New Testament as the greatest commandment of loving God with all of our being. Um, and then as a result, I would think that some things, not always, but some things that we find as a part of our Christian life, like reading our Bible, and praying, and desiring to sing, uh, become a little bit more normal or more desired because we do love God, and we've recognized the great love for which he has for us. So in that respect, I'm thankful that in some aspects I've tried to communicate that. Um, we continue to pray for uh, the students and the individuals in the youth group as well. Um, and we're thankful for the opportunities we do have to get to interact with them. Uh, we're looking forward to, Lord willing, the opportunities we'll have when we can connect again to continue with things like uh, youth services, service projects, even just snacks, having fun together after church or such things like that. Also, I want to give a shout out to um, Ken and Clay Rathman, um, who have been um, helping us um, over this past year too, and um, care about care about the students in our youth group and investing in them, and also Jeanette Wong. Um, we, we love all of them. And have them join us. So. Yes, thankful for them. We could not do it at all without them. So, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, um, some people would say, you know, youth ministry, I could never do that. Uh, some people maybe look down on teens and think, oh man, that, that's just, that's so hard. How do you do that? Uh, but I found when I was down there, I actually, I love, I love working with teens. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are the, what, what's some of the things that you found that you, you just you love about youth ministry and working with teens? It's thoughtful. Go ahead. Sure. Um, I guess um, it can be rewarding to build um, those relationships with them. Um, I didn't always have, um, I didn't always make the opportunity to do that before we um, started working with youth groups. So, um, so that's a cool aspect of it. Um, and then also um, just uh, going into you know youth group time and then walking away realizing um, wow I think that they 
I think they enjoyed themselves tonight um, um, and recognizing just um, even them becoming more comfortable around us and um, just enjoying time together, it's, it's neat to see that happening. Um, it takes time to build relationships. It takes time to get to know them. It takes time for them to get to know us. And um, you don't just walk in there and it, and it all works together perfectly and you're all best of friends and, and all of that. So um, it's, it's cool to be able to um, be building those relationships with them. Uh, forgive me, remind me of the question again so I can address it specifically. Just in general, what, what do you love about oh, music? Right. What I love about it? Uh, there are many things that I really do enjoy uh, and look forward to with the uh, youth ministry. Um, one of them, just being the individuals we get to work with, uh, the students themselves, but also, uh, as Rose mentioned, the Rathmans and Jeanette and others who uh, are able to step in from time to time. Uh, it's fun to work with people, uh, such as ministry. Uh, and I really do enjoy working with, uh, working with them, as Rose mentioned, getting to know them uh, and to share their burdens and to hear their thoughts, um, to learn with them, to grow with them. We are by no means <laughs> uh, the experts uh, or the Christians who've arrived and can teach now, no. Uh, rather, it's journeying with them and sharing insights and observations along the way and uh, interacting on that level. It's been really fun. That's good. So along the same line, staying in the, the realm of, of youth ministry, um, since you all work with our teens, what are some resources that you would recommend to, to teens, to parents, uh, now that teens are at home, they're not going into school, um, some resources for them to take advantage of this extra time that they have? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, I think to start off, uh, perhaps a good place to start is with the book you do have, uh, your Bible, and to start by going through Ruth. It's where we were going to go as a youth group next. Uh, and specifically, as you go, not just, don't just catch the details of the story, but ask yourself a question, what does this book teach me about God? Uh, if that book, say, per se, if, if, if that is all you had access to uh, in the Old Testament time, what would you know about God? Um, when you finished with that, perhaps try the book of John in the New Testament. Uh, what does John communicate about Jesus? Uh, who is Jesus? What does he say about himself? Uh, and I trust that you would find those things immediately insightful and helpful. We do look forward to getting you a more comprehensive uh, list or options of resources that would uh, straddle both the uh, physical book world, the digital world as well, uh, with videos and blogs, uh, such things like that. Uh, so keep an eye on your emails, parents, uh, teens as well. We'll try to have that to you here uh, shortly. Uh, I will also in that email include a list of the book list for 2020. We talked about it in youth group. Uh, before we were all separated. Uh, just for those of you that aren't aware, uh, each year IRBC has a winter meltdown up north. Uh, and as a church, we typically try to go each year. And so as a part of an incentive for the students to go, we provide for them a list of books and in this year's uh, list, also some chapters from the Bible to memorize. Uh, and doing 10 of those uh, options on that list 
the student can earn his or her way toward the winter meltdown in 2021. Or if the his or her schedule is not able to go at that time, or they'd rather not this year, uh, the upcoming year, uh, they can receive a $25 Amazon gift card in that place uh, for earning their incentive of reading books within categories like Christian counseling, a uh, book on God, a book on Christian ethics, uh, and things of that nature uh, to prompt us to use our time uh, wisely. I think that's really good. And hopefully you guys can uh, take advantage. You don't have to be in the youth group to, to uh, read good books or to look at Ruth or John. I would encourage everyone uh, to do that. Uh, there's some great resources, and, and thank you for that. So as we come to our last question uh, of the evening, uh, maybe something that, that I'll probably ask everyone who comes in for an interview, I think something good for us to uh, continually rehearse to each other, uh, but can you share a testimony of God's grace in your life, specifically in the last year, something that has, has God has used mightily in your life, something that stood out, uh, a testimony of God's grace in the last year? Um, I would say, for me personally, um, I got hired a, a little less than a year ago, um, or maybe over a year ago, um, to be the assistant dean of women at Faith Baptist Bible College. Um, not because I'm the most qualified person out there, um, but I'm, I'm really thankful to be um, working in the student life department um, in that position at Faith. Um, and God has used that in my life this year, um, growing me, Helping me as I as I try to encourage um, the students at faith. Um, so I'm thankful for how he's used that, even to help me counsel others, um, and and spend time with them in a way that's profitable and encourages them toward the Lord. Um, and it helps me refocus too um, on on the Lord. And I'm thankful to have a job that um, that does that for me, that allows me to work with believers and people that love the Lord. Um, and it's, it's been a growing experience for me. I'm thankful for it. I would say for me, just recognizing the opportunities the Lord has given us to travel internationally this last year um, and to interact with people on that trip as well. Uh, the Lord's used both our trip to Europe uh, last summer and our trip to Israel here recently uh, to illumine areas in my own life where I need to grow. Uh, when we were in Israel, specifically Jordan, uh, the Muslim presence was far greater than what it is here, uh, and their mosques with their prayer towers had a call to prayer five times a day. Uh, and although we didn't necessarily see a lot of individuals stopping what they were doing to get their prayer mats out and pray, it was a reminder that they take what they do very seriously. I'm sure some do uh, spend, get up early in the morning, stay up late at night uh, to pray. Uh, and recognizing their commitment to what they say they believe uh, was a challenge for me. Uh, it was a challenge for me to realize, do I pray that often and take it as seriously as, as that? And while we were in Europe, uh, I'm thankful for the opportunities that we had to interact with uh, some of the Christian individuals there to see how God is working in their lives, uh, to be encouraged by their example and their sacrifice to uh, give us housing and food uh, at their own expense, and to interact with also unsaved individuals as well. Uh, I had one guy that I met, uh, Clemens is his name, and he is confused as how a person is saved. He 
told me that he believes the Bible teaches a person is saved by believing in Christ and by being baptized. Um, and we had a good conversation after a concert one evening uh, where I was able to open up the Bible and show him one passage in 1 Corinthians 1 where Paul says, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And to further explain, well, what is the gospel? And why did Paul say Christ did not send him to baptize if it's that important? And through the midst of the conversation, that passage, he stopped and told me, I've never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. So that was very encouraging. As we left, no decisions were made either way, but he mentioned that he will think about these things and study it out some more. So I was encouraged by that opportunity that the Lord provided me to uh, put a shoe, per se, in his, uh, uh, put a shoe, put a rock in his shoe, rather. Uh, and also then to walk away remembering it was the grace of God that also saved me. I am no better than Clemens is, whether he, wherever he at is in life right now. Um, but the same grace that can and is available to save him uh, was used in saving me. And I was very thankful for that reminder that God loves me so much that he demonstrated that love by sending Christ to take the punishment for my sin uh, and being spiritually encouraged in that, in that way. So we're thankful for the opportunities we've had to travel. Uh, we're thankful for you all as our church family to pray for us and to support us as we're away. It's very encouraging to receive on the Wi-Fi while we're in the hotels there emails with our names there on the prayer list and to know that many of you are praying for us as we're away. So we're comforted having you all as a church family and we're thankful indeed for the many opportunities really that we can sit here and talk all night about of God's grace in our, in our lives. For sure. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you, Andrew and Rose, for your willingness to, to come in and to do this interview. Uh, hopefully this has been an encouragement to you. I know it's been an encouragement to me just sitting here and talking and, and hearing how the Lord has led you, how he's worked in you, and what he's doing. Um, I would encourage you, uh, take some time this week as a family. Uh, get together, pray, take advantage of the time that God has given you. Uh, make sure on Wednesdays uh, to watch. I'll be sending out an email with a, a, a little Bible study as will be in Psalm 22 on this next Wednesday. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that. If you need anything, do not hesitate to contact me or contact your deacon. Uh, do not forget about our uh, food and supply pantry that we've got down in the lobby. Uh, a great opportunity for you to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ here at Altoona Regular Baptist Church. Uh, one other thing to mention before we go, do not forgive to, forget to worship the Lord in your giving this week. We're not able to get together as a church. We're not able to, to worship in, in singing. Hopefully, maybe you take some time to sing at home. But one of the things that we can continue to do uh, to worship the Lord together is to continue uh, to give in that way. I would encourage you, do not forget to do that, even as this Sunday comes to a close. Andrew, would you mind closing us in prayer? Absolutely. Father, thank you so very much for your great love that you have for us. And Father, thank you so very much for demonstrating your love uh, through Christ. And we're so very grateful, great King, for your love for us, for your provision for us, and for your sovereign control over all things in this world. Father, it is somewhat of a sobering reminder as we look outside our window and see that drastic change in the world that's taking place right now, 
but we do indeed find comfort in the fact that we know you, the fact that we are known by you, the fact that you've given us your word to know you better and to live our lives by. So we're thankful for how you always work in our lives. We thank you for giving us so many blessings. And during this time, as Pastor mentioned, may we not forget to continue to be intentional about worshiping you, uh, doing so corporately within the context of our families, uh, and to do so in such a way that uh, draws, us, draws us more closely to you each day. So, Father, I pray that you would continue to strengthen us as a church, draw us closer together around a love for you and a love for uh, your Son, Christ. Uh, provide for our needs as the days ahead uh, come upon us, I pray. These, these things, in Christ's name, amen. Amen.